Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunday Late Night Wrap-Up here on the SB Nation NFL Show. My name is not Rob Stats Guerrera. I am RJ Ochoa, and we have a Super Bowl to talk about. But before we do, let me remind you that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, all right. We had two games this weekend, and there is one left. One single game remaining in the 2021 NFL season, and it is the game, the big game, if you are commercially branding around this time of year. Super Bowl 56 is officially set. The Cincinnati Bengals will square off against the Los Angeles Rams. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm the blog and the boys guy here. Of all the possible permutations of the Final Four that entered this weekend, this was the one I wanted to see the most. Yes, I picked the Kansas the City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers to win, but that's because I went 0-4 in my divisional round picks. I did the old rope-a-dope, and it worked, people. Bengals, Rams, LA, two weeks from now. I am so pumped. I'm sure you are excited, unless you're a Chiefs or 49ers fan. Now, something very cool is that we went 54 years, because this is Super Bowl 56, obviously. We went 54 years without the host team in the Super Bowl play in the actual game that was happening in their stadium that season, the Super Bowl in question, obviously. But for the second straight year, we will have the team who is hosting the Super Bowl play in it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers obviously did it last year at Raymond James Stadium, and the Los Angeles Rams will do it this year at SoFi Stadium. Now, unlike the Bucs last year, the Rams are technically the visiting team in the big game that is set to happen in now less than two weeks, depending on when you're listening to this. Although I don't think it would actually be less or more than two weeks because... It's less than two weeks from now when I'm recording this, so really, that's an error on my part. But the Rams are technically the visiting team. We'll see how the Bengals handle this. What uniforms will the Bengals wear that will dictate what the Rams wear? Will the Bengals make the Rams dress and come out of the visitors' locker room? Will they let them have the home locker room? Who knows? Lots of storylines and takes to be had. But a funny story about all of this, you know I love these deep little interesting details, is the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium was actually supposed to happen last year. But due to construction delays at SoFi Stadium, they swapped with Raymond James Stadium. That's why last year's Super Bowl happened in Tampa Bay, and this year's is happening in L.A. They should have been flipped. They were flipped originally. Had they never been flipped, had construction never been delayed, say the Bucks make it to the Super Bowl last year. Maybe they played that one in L.A. Maybe the Rams make it to the Super Bowl this year. Maybe they played this one in Tampa Bay. It's funny how fate works out sometimes that these things wind up happening two straight years that the host team playing in the Super Bowl that they ultimately could have played in with all the home stuff, blah, blah, blah. But speaking of fate, all right, I am very, very in on this. This is the first appearance in the Super Bowl for the Cincinnati Bengals since 1988. That was a very, very long time ago, 33 years ago, 34 years ago uh, this coming season. But 
Incidentally, that game was the last of the illustrious career of Chris Collinsworth, who played for the Cincinnati Bengals, in case you do not know that. That is the very same Chris Collinsworth who will call this Super Bowl on NBC. How cool is it that Chris Collinsworth's last game was the last Super Bowl that the Bengals played in, and now he gets to call it for the whole world to hear? I love this kind of stuff, people. Uh, The Rams are back in the Super Bowl themselves for the first time in three years. Obviously, they lost to the New England Patriots in Atlanta. Um, Like the Bengals, the last Rams appearance in the Super Bowl was a loss. They lost. The Bengals lost the game we just talked about to the 49ers, who lost to the Rams this weekend. Now, either the Rams will win their first Super Bowl since 2001, the greatest show on turf, or the Bengals will win their first in franchise history. So we're going to get something very new here. A lot of people excited the Chiefs are out because, you know, New is, new is always better, at least according to Barney Stinson. Uh, that show was on CBS. Let's talk about something that was on CBS. The AFC Championship. The Cincinnati Bengals did outlast the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24. to It took extra time. Overtime. OT we got for the second week in a row at Arrowhead, and it didn't look like that was going to happen. But the, look, this if you watch this, maybe you were busy. Maybe you had something going on. That's why you're here. That's what I'm here for. I'm here. I got your back. Don't worry. RJ's going to take care of things. This game was all Kansas City early on. The Chiefs raced, like, raced out to a 21-3 lead, and I would imagine, I would assume, I cannot wait to ask Pete Sweeney on Monday Football Monday, uh, I would assume that many Chiefs fans were already booked their trips to Los Angeles, already planning what they were going to do, Hollywood Studios, Disneyland, Legoland, all that jazz, but Cincinnati held on. Cincinnati dug in. They got that skyline chili, and they were ready. They weren't going to leave. They were not going to be denied. Cincinnati narrowed the gap 21 to 10, a little bit before halftime, but Kansas City did get the ball back before the break. Their last possession, though, a little bit up for debate. They got down right near the goal line, and without a single timeout and little time remaining, got a little greedy and tried to score a touchdown. Tyreek Hill caught it, kind of a check down from Patrick Mahomes. Eli Apple, a very polarizing player this time of year to say the least, made the stop and the Chiefs were denied to end the first half. Those points obviously would have been very crucial down to the stretch had they ultimately been able to get them. Now, First half did not end well for the Chiefs, as noted, but man alive, their second half was basura. That is Spanish for trash. These are the Chiefs' possessions in the second half of the AFC Championship game. Punt, punt, interception, punt, punt and then a field goal at the end of regulation to tie the game at 24-all. Speaking of that field goal, though, the Chiefs did have the ball late in the game, down by three. Again, you know, Super Bowl appearance in the balance, Kansas City trying to get there for the third year in a row. So it's first and goal for Kansas City on the Cincinnati five-yard line. There's lots of sounds in these names, by the way, so I hope you appreciate the dialect I'm putting in here. Anyway, Kansas City's on the Bengals' five-yard line. It's first and goal, and somehow, someway, the Chiefs wound up losing 21 yards before settling for the game-tying field goal. And I said, somehow, someway, this is the somehow, someway. Patrick Mahomes took sacks on second and third down. And man, I mean, it, this was a very questionable Patrick Mahomes game. He had the check down to Tyreek Hill at the end of the first half that costed Kansas City points. He took the sack on second down, which really was kind of weird. And then he took a massive sack on third down. A lot of people thought he was just trying to waste clock and burn clock so the Chiefs could tie it and send it to overtime. But he actually fumbled the ball. Patrick Mahomes almost lost this game in regulation, but Kansas City recovered. Harrison Butker tied the game for the second week in a row. The coin toss happens, and the Cincinnati Bengals, unlike Josh Allen, call heads. What are you doing? 
Tails never fails. We learned this on the playground. All of us. Rock covers scissors. Scissors cuts paper. Paper covers rock. And Tails never fails. Nevertheless, Kansas City wins the toss. Oh, no. It's going to happen again. Josh Allen actually tweeted out pain when the overtime coin toss happened. Yeah, hurt me in the heart, too, Josh. Eh? Hurt me in the heart, too. But Kansas City comes out. First possession of overtime. They can win the game and get back to their third straight Super Bowl with a touchdown. Even a field goal goes a long way, and they cannot do it. Kansas City on first down, no gain. Second down, Patrick Mahomes almost throws an interception. Then on third down, actually throws an interception off of a tipped ball. Cincinnati takes over. They drive down the field. They win the game on an Evan McPherson field goal. Still waiting to find out if he said, guess we're going to the Super Bowl on the sidelines. Who knows? I believe it happened. That's really all that matters. Joe Burrow becomes the first quarterback drafted number one overall to take his team to the Super Bowl within the first two years of being drafted. Who day? Who day? The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Now let's go to the NFC Championship game. That's right. I know. It's L.A., you know what I mean? Got to throw some some show in here. Um, as noted, obviously, the Los Angeles Rams won. Like the AFC Championship game, this was a three-point margin of victory. We have seen some insane football games these playoffs, people, unless you're talking about the way the Dallas Cowboys played. That was also Basuda. But this game started off slow, all right? The final score, 20-17, to 17, and it was kind of like pulling teeth early on. I mean, especially coming off the high of the overtime of the AFC title game. But um, So it gets a little bit slow early on, starts a little bit slow. Hey, you know, a lot of nerves. Got to get these out of here. I mean, there's a lot of tension in the air. The 49ers have beaten the Rams last six times. They played one another. 49ers trying to get back to the Super Bowl themselves. And they wouldn't have had to have played the Chiefs like they did two years ago. But um, let's fast forward to the second half. Third quarter kind of flies by, and the fourth quarter saw the game really slow down. But in the process of it all, San Francisco took a 17-7 lead, which left the Rams down by 10 as they started their possession near the end of the third quarter. So you're talking about a quarter and change, the Rams with Matthew Stafford and John McVay and Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and all these people. They're down by 10. They got to make moves. They're facing the mighty Kyle Shanahan and the mighty Jimmy Garoppolo and Fred Warner and Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and all these guys. And it's crazy. And how are you going to do it? How are you going to come back from 10 points down? But somehow, some way, the Los Angeles Rams found a way. And that way is named Cooper Cup, who caught the touchdown to keep this thing alive for the City of Angels. The Rams held on in Jimmy Garoppolo. Ugh. Man, you know, let's just say Trey Lance can be busy at training camp next year. Uh, but the Rams, it was a Cooper Cup touchdown, two Matt Gay field goals that gave them the lead. 20-17, to 17, and here was the stage. Jimmy Garoppolo, who everybody loves to have a take on. Everybody thinks... Rightly so, in my humble opinion, that Jimmy Garoppolo ain't it. Jimmy Garoppolo can't cut it. Jimmy Garoppolo, who hadn't thrown a single touchdown this postseason before arriving in the NFC Championship game. Who was believing in Jimmy Garoppolo? Seriously. But nevertheless, Jimmy G gets the ball down by three. The moment is set. There are less than two minutes to go. But all you need is 13 seconds, as we learned last week at Arrowhead Stadium, all right? Jimmy Garoppolo gets the ball. First down, no gain. Okay, no big deal. Jimmy, you got time. You know, lots of time. Second down, checks it down. Jimmy Garoppolo, what are you doing, man? What are you doing checking the ball down on second down on your own side of the field? You got to move. You got to get going. You need points. You need a field goal. The 
The Super Bowl is on the line, dude. What are you doing? This is the season right now. It's third and 10. Jimmy Garoppolo is just flushed with pressure. The San Francisco offensive line gets run over by all the Rams defenders. Jimmy Garoppolo decides to kind of haphazardly throw it kind of sideways like when you're playing, you know, frisbee in the sand and you think you're awesome and you just like gross throw this thing out there and it gets inner Accepted. The Rams able to ice the game and justify all of the moves. Matthew Stafford and Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. Who needs first round picks? The Los Angeles Rams are back in the Super Bowl for the first time in three years. The Los Angeles Rams people have made four Super Bowl appearances since 1999. Let's think about that, how crazy that is. They've done it as two different teams. They've done it as the St. Louis Rams. They've done it as the Los Angeles Rams. They've done it with Dick Vermeil, and they've done it as the greatest show on turf, and they've done it with Mike Martz and Sean McVay and Jared Goff. I mean, the cast of people that have trotted through the blue and gold is just endless, and here the Rams are as the visiting team in their own stadium in Super Bowl 58. Six. Congratulations to them. Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup have now hooked up 20 times this season. As somebody who had Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup on his fantasy team in his fantasy league of record, won a title. I know that's what you cared about. I'm happy to see that. But 20 touchdowns between Stafford and Cup this season. They joined Tom Brady and Randy Moss. You just got mossed in 2007 as the only teammates to hook up for at least 20 touchdowns in their first season playing together. That duo also made it to the Super Bowl. They did happen to lose. The perfect Patriots fell to the New York Giants. We all remember that. San Francisco, it's going to be a cold summer. It's going to be a real cold summer for the San Francisco 49ers who blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Now, you know, it happens, right? I mean, it happens. Sometimes you blow a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, but the last 49ers playoff loss, they blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. That particular playoff loss was Super Bowl 54 against the Kansas City Chiefs. But at least they did not blow an 18-point lead like the Kansas City Chiefs did on Sunday. In fact, the Chiefs' 18-point blown lead was tied for the largest deficit overcome in AFC Championship playoff history. Speaking of the Patriots, they've been around forever. They're in every single game. The 2006 Indianapolis Colts, shout out to the Midwest once again, overcame an 18-point deficit to defeat the New England Patriots and get to the Super Bowl and win it. So, you know, hey, lots of symmetry happening here. Good times, good times, good times. Anyway, uh, that about does it, except for the massive NFL storyline that took place on Saturday. I can't believe that I haven't gotten to this yet, but the Super Bowl is here. I'm jazzed up, if you can't tell. I'm jazzed up. I feel like I feel like La La Land. I'm Ryan Gosling. I'm Emma Stone, and you're, we're just in the highway. It's awesome. But anyway, uh, so, I mean, we have to slip this in, right? Like, I haven't run this by anybody, but I feel like I cannot not include this in the Sunday late night wrap-up. I realize this has nothing to do with the games. But on Saturday, a bombshell of a report, ESPN's Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington reported together that Tom Brady would be retiring this offseason. It's over. It's over, people. We're Andy Dufresne. We made it out. We did it. We actually did it. We survived the Tom Brady era. But wait a minute. Hold your horses. All right, because everyone's like going off. Everybody's saying their things. Everybody's like having their takes and talking about everybody's like tweeting, you know, all of Tom Brady's career accomplishments, which obviously we can't fit in a character or tweet that's 280 characters because they're so ridiculously long. I mean, we could sit here for hours talking about every single thing that Tom Brady has ever done, but we're not going to do that, obviously. I mean, Tom Brady's retired. We're all kind of living and dealing with this. And I think we were all kind of sad. We were all kind of bummed. It's like the end of an era. And then, wait, 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 Miss Lippy. all right? 
Tom Brady might not be retired yet. All right. All these reports start to come out. Tom Brady's father, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, say that they haven't been told that Tom Brady's retiring. So what's going on? Who's retiring? Nobody's retiring. I don't know what's happening with Tom Brady. What's going on? I really don't know. At the time of this recording, Sunday night, the you know, it's late late night Sunday wrap up. Hello. It's still unclear whether Tom Brady is actually going to retire or not. The general sense, keep in mind, this is just a vibe. I caught a vibe. This is just a vibe. All right. Not anything you know legitimate right this could change but the general sense among people is that Brady is in fact planning on retiring but planning on doing it in his own way obviously this is Tom Brady so you you can't underestimate or overestimate or begin to estimate anything he's going to do for what it's worth ESPN has not at the time of this recording retracted their report that he's going to be retiring so Anything can happen, just like anything can happen in the NFL. If you had Bengals, Rams in the Super Bowl when this whole thing started, you are a liar. Your pants are on fire. There's no way you had the Bengals and Rams playing in this thing. All right, it's a crazy year, crazy season, crazy game that we all love. And there's one more contest left, and it is sure to be incredible, just like the last six games have been. I mean, think about it. We've gotten six insane games all in a row to set up the game of all games. What are you going to be making for the Super Bowl? What kind of food? You know, what kind of wings or pizza or, you know, dip or chips or something? I want to know. Hit me up. I'm on Twitter or Instagram at rjocho. You can email me, rj.ocho at sbnation.com. This concludes the Sunday late night wrap-up on Conference Championship Sunday. There are kings of the NFC, kings of the AFC, and in two weeks we will establish who rules over the land of the NFL. My name is RJ Ochoa. You have yourself a great week, and we'll see you next time. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.